to another episode of Case in Point. This is Dion. And Denise. Each episode of Case in Point, we present a topic and make a case in point about that topic. And this week's topic is the evolution of our COVID superintendents, the role of our COVID superintendents. And today we're excited to have Isaac. Isaac Blaircho is back with us. Yay! Applause, applause. Woohoo, Isaac! Isaac, welcome. Welcome back. Well, thank you for having me. I appreciate this opportunity to be a part of uh, adding value to our team members. Absolutely. I love that you do that. Isaac, you know, I really wanted to, um, because I definitely, you know, I appreciate everything that you, you know, you bring to the Gainesville team. And I really, you know, was talking to Dion about it and really just this role has really evolved. And I wanted you to kind of share your experience with how this role has evolved. Um, So what was it, you know, first going in and not really knowing what was all the details of the position and, you know, really having a, a solid job description. What uh, what was that like for you? So definitely um, a shocker coming from production to the HR side. And it was also very new and vague for what the exact position held. What were my responsibilities? What did I own? Because COVID-19 was such a broad topic. And uh, originally, we looked at it as a position that would uphold the standards, the policies, um, do the in-person audits, and also communicating with our people, um, keeping them aware and safe. It was very much structured in a way that was to uphold policies that had already been put in place originally when we first started. So it sounds like a lot of awareness, bringing awareness to our team members about the environment that we've created in the midst of COVID and and then communicate across the facility, right? Because you guys became kind of a central point for communication about what was going on, did you not? Yes, we really, um, in my role at first, I found the biggest impact to be that we don't have any um, communication gaps between HR, upper management, and production, as well as our live operations, that we're all on the same page uh, week after week. That's great. So, you know, as Denise was saying, what what have you seen evolve? Tell us, tell us a little bit about the evolution of the position now. It is connected to HR, which maybe some people weren't aware of, um, but it is a, a an HR position, right? Because they're, you're taking care of our people, right? So that makes sense. Yes. Tell us tell us about that evolution since last year. Um, let's see. Really. Because COVID is ever-changing, it continuously changes. Um, Being open to surprises was something that I really had to embrace, not knowing really on a week-to-week basis what to expect. We had our basic outline um, from our playbook, 
but not anticipating the second outbreak or the way that these um, vaccines were to be rolled out, it has evolved much more so into a position that is responsible for keeping team members' morale up as well as inspiring people to stay continually committed and aware to preventing the spread of the virus itself and now rolling into the vaccines. Um, it's all about inspiration and as a team, not allowing ourselves to be fatigued or to put COVID-19 on the back burner until we've fully moved through the pandemic. Wow, that's powerful. Isaac, um, how did you get your, how did you embrace the inspirational side of COVID-19? I'm not going to sugarcoat it. it. It was and still is a challenge. Um, a lot of legwork on my end, understanding that in order to be successful at inspiring and engaging our complex, I myself have to continue to read books, listen to podcasts, stay up to date, have people that um, I trust and that our team trusts to give us valid information, um, staying available to all of our team members, opening that communication um, really was big. I read the definition of resource, which is a source of supply or support. And being part of human resources, it was the goal to be the best support the best source of supply and support for our complex from a COVID-19 standpoint. And just getting to the basics, thinking about our vision, creating the opportunity of a better future for our team members, becoming the best and most respected, tying in COVID with our vision to perpetuate that and keep the team members inspired, management inspired in fighting this battle so that we can get to the other side. That's awesome. That is so great. I, I, I probably hadn't thought about it in that light. And so I'm so glad that you're um, sharing this information um, with our audience today. I, I, I think that um, it was new for all of us, obviously, um, but really for us to under, have a better understanding of, of your purpose and the mission right, of the COVID superintendent position. Um, in some locations, they seem to be working in concert with other departments. Have you seen that in your location as well, that there's, um, that is growing to be a small team of people or is it still just you? Oh, for sure. It's nothing without the team. I would be nothing without my team, um, our team here in Gainesville. Okay. We look to like I said, how was I going to get inspired? How was I going to dig deep to find the best way to add value to our people through this? Um, so looking for that talent and investing the time into the talented individuals that were self-motivated and giving them leadership roles within COVID. So we do have, um, we have opened leadership roles 
for COVID other than myself, where we're working directly with them on leadership um, potential, looking for ways to make things fun and inspiring, how to keep things new and fresh, um, and watching those teams grow. How can we add safety? How can we add um, the values and the vision? And how can we add people first? How can we develop our teams through this and using COVID as almost um, a training point? You know, we use it as now it's like training where we're able to see our people and our COVID team, our team leads grow and learn so much in the process. Well, that's awesome. So tell us about the relation, because you have, you and you do, you have an amazing team of individuals, and I love all of the, the support and the development that you are giving to your team. Tell me or tell us and our audience about your experience with developing the relationships with the cross support teams, right? Like with safety or, you know, QA, HACCP, how are you, all of you coming together and to ensure workplace safety, safe attitude, safe product. What are you doing to bridge, you know, to bridge that? It's been a, um, it has, it has been a process. Uh, it starts with the, the manager over the area. Um, and then of course, supporting that manager to the best of our abilities so that they can see that they can trust us with anything that has to do with COVID or other issues that they may be having outside of COVID, being there to support them in that, um, showing that support, having the constant communication, being available for those managers, team members when they needed it, um, staying up to date and getting that information for them when they need the information. A lot of it is about information. Um, for managers and then for team members, it's about that in-person communication to keep them calm. Um, also adding in um, ways to grow the people within the departments, even if they're not necessarily my departments, but taking time to share some of the um, knowledge, wisdom that I have gained with those team members so that they can continue to grow as well. And those managers see their teams um, growing as a result, and they trust that we're going to do the best that we can for our people, no matter what. That's fantastic. Yeah, and you know, and you know, you kind of hit the nail on the head, uh, Isaac, when you know talking about working with and being there to support others outside of your department, and that's what HR is. HR doesn't just work and you know support the the individuals in their department, they work and support with everybody in the entire complex, getting that information out. They, it's so important for our HR teams to go out into the floor, to be in the public areas, you know, to, to be visible, to allowing the teams to know that, hey, we are here for you. And that's what I definitely, you know, I appreciate about the COVID superintendent position being tied to HR because mm-hmm. as a COVID superintendent, you know, Isaac, I know you're out in the production floor a lot. 
Oh yes, it's uh it's it's critical to be available to the team members and the managers. Um one challenge I have seen is making sure that I'm communicating with the people as well as the management team that they are not the only team that I have part ownership over that I need to spend time with all shifts, all processes. Um, Communicating that has helped a lot because I did see a little bit of, I can't really say it was a jealousy, but maybe feeling left out at times because my presence wasn't, um, I wasn't around as much as I was in the past for that specific process or shift. So showing that, and communicating to them, hey, I'm with many different processes and um, I'm always available through text or email or call in an emergency. Yeah, that's so important. And I'm glad you brought it up because that was on my mind, right? That um, we have plants. I know that my business unit, you know, there are three chefs and there's one COVID superintendent. So um, you guys are spread thin. You, you're working all shifts. You're trying to make yourself available for all shifts. Um, being a, an essential business um, in the United States during COVID has put a tremendous amount of of pressure on all of us, right, to continue to, you know, like you said, stay motivated, keep our heads up, you know, be positive, support our teams, be there for our people, Um so do you, how do you do that? Do you split your shift or do you, you know, work overlapping shifts? How does that work for on your end with your, with your group? It's been practice. Um, okay. I believe, I believe that the best part of this position for me has been practicing different strategies and different methods to help build teams and to help grow people. Um, it took a lot of surrender and trust um, and other people to be there and it took time to train them and see that their heart was in the right place because it's all about the heart in my opinion Um, with my heart being a heart that's for the people I love our team members um, I wanted to make sure that whoever was in a role communicating about COVID or communicating about anything that was related to the topic their heart was in the right place. And the only way to see that is give it some time, you know, mm-hmm. watch, watch how they interact, watch how they um, interact with people under pressure. How do they interact with several different types of team members coming from different backgrounds? Are they going to show everybody the same amount of attention and care and support as I would? Um, so that's, that's really, that was really the biggest challenge in covering the complex, making sure that the right people that had their heart in the right place were in those positions. That is so awesome, Isaac. It's so good to hear um, because we talk about servant leadership and and that's really the definition. You know, there has to be something that you feel. Uh, We did an interview um, the other day and he talked about being able to feel um, that presence of that leader and, and feel the messages that are conveyed. And that's so important because those are the things that stay with us. Um, do, what do you think, Denise? I mean, that's what I, what stays with me is when I know that someone Absolutely. is feeling what they're it's, saying yeah. um, and exactly. not just saying it. Yeah. Yeah. It's the, the actions. When we speak, you know, actions speak louder than words. And, you know, it's the, 
we can't just say something because it's what somebody wants to say. We have to really, you know, having that honesty, having that trust, you know, it's, it is important. I and mean, when that honesty is there, we're gaining that trust, you know, and putting the actions behind the words, you know, mm-hmm. leading by example, that's you, you do, you see it, you, you feel it, you have those aha moments. Yeah. Um, those moments of clarification when, you know, oh, I got goosebumps. (laughs) 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 I can hear a a beautiful story or a great story, a wonderful success story. And boom, like, up, yep, there we go. There's my clarification. (laughs) Great things are happening. (laughs) Absolutely. I, I, um, we, we just got a couple minutes left in this segment, but Isaac, what, what advice do you have um, for other COVID superintendents um, in general, you know, uh, uh, how to um, see themselves successful in the role? So that's a big question, but I know utilizing the <laughs> yeah, utilizing this, this, this role has an immense amount of influence and the influence can span over more than one complex when it's stewarded correctly this position can make a major impact to perpetuate the vision wow it takes every ounce and every fiber and every cell of your being to move in that direction to push that opportunity for our people in any way shape or form and for me I use my personal story of coming from the line, coming off the street into this position uh, or into this job and poultry and other leaders and the impact that they've made in my life. Um, I've never in a million years would have thought I could learn so much so fast and have so much support. And it's really affected me in my personal life in a very positive way to where I'm actually becoming more disciplined and having more freedom. Um, to do things that I enjoy and I feel like I'm maturing. So I, I would look at this position not as a problem, but look at it as an opportunity to grow and use the influence that you have as a COVID superintendent um, to perpetuate that opportunity for your people. Well, Denise, clearly the opportunities at Pilgrims, they just don't end, do they? It just brings such a smile to my face. <laughs> they don't. They, they, we, you know, they are there. We keep talking about it and the, you know, with this, and this is the positive, mm-hmm. if you will, with, mm-hmm. with this um, pandemic, yep. the opportunities that we took as an organization to create a position, you know, to, that is going to better support our team and form mm-hmm. our team, um, you know, just being there for our team. And Isaac has definitely, you know, hit, hit it out of the park with, you know, <laughs> creating his own team, developing yeah. his own team. And it's like that wildfire. Absolutely. You know? um, the it wildfire spreads. of goodness. Mm-hmm. It no, does goodness, spread. Right. It does That's a bad goodness. kind. That's a good kind. Yeah, the wildfire of the good. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's been such a pleasure to um, speak with you and get this update from you, Isaac. Um, Denise remains super, super proud and enthusiastic about you and and um, all that you're doing and, and the way that you're growing. 
um, it's it's and vicariously I'm I'm feeling it too here. I mean, I, she she spreads it and it <laughs> it flows my way, so it's it's exciting. We we get a special joy from others' growth, others' learning. Um, that's what to me makes a good facilitator, good teacher, um, is that they feed off of others' growth and others' learning and and others' struggles and opportunities as well. Um, so thank you very much for sharing that with us today. So let's talk about our case in point, because he brought up people first. He brought up, you know, leadership, you know, that servant leadership attitude. But yes, yes. I think, I think really, our, go ahead. Well, embracing change. Yeah. You know, as yeah. we see these, we have these challenges, but really embracing those challenges mm. and looking how this challenge, how we can bring our vision into this challenge, mm. into this opportunity. Yeah. That's what, you know, I, that's definitely what I heard throughout our chat. Yeah, I think that's our case in point for sure. That is right is, there. You know, Absolutely. You run to the opportunities, not away from them, right? Even when those are challenges, yeah. the hard times do often bring about other opportunities if we just look for that that silver lining in that cloud, right? That gray cloud. So anything before we close, Isaac? Um, I do want to tell a little um, tidbit of the team member that's on the COVID. Um, sure preventative team um it's it's great because you can see where people are able to go and the the positive impact we have on their lives and we have a, a covid lead that was facing some very very challenging situations from his past and um they're very long gone these issues but he was still facing them mm. and because of the um team that we built we were able to write a letter to um, his judge and he was able to get from a six year um, sentence down to no years due to wow. his improvement and his improvements as a COVID lead. And when the judge had read that he was helping to fight the pandemic, mm. um, yes. So wow. I'm telling you, the opportunities really are there if you really, really look for them. <laughs> well, you folks, you've heard it. Um, the opportunities are there. We are um, living our vision, uh, creating that opportunity for a better future for our team members and, and um, in so many different ways. So, Isaac, again, thank you for everything that you're doing, have done and will do um, for us um, our, and your team. And uh, this has been Dion and Denise making our With case in point. Have a great day, everybody. Thanks for listening. Bye, everybody. Thank Bye. you. Bye, Isaac. Thank you. Yes, thank you. Appreciate it.